What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. What's up, everybody? Hello, and welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. Hello, everybody. Before we get started, let me introduce everybody, starting with our cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Every time I hear him say that, hello, everybody, you know what comes into my mind instantly? Hello, everybody. Hello. Hello is the shampoo that glorifies your hair. So, hello, everybody. Hello. Remember that commercial 100 years ago? I don't even remember that. Halo shampoo. I don't know what that is. Well, that was the title of the shampoo was Halo, like a halo around your head. But they sort of played with it as Halo, everybody. Hello, everybody. Halo. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Anyway, they're out of business, so I'm not giving them a plug. I guess, you know, because people's hair fell out or something. I don't know what happened. But anyway, hi, everybody. It's so nice to be here again. Miserable out, 43 degrees, cloudy. The leaves are falling off the trees. The winds are blowing. It looks like a a haunted neighborhood. Hate it, hate it, hate it. But what are you going to do? I'm stuck here for reasons beyond, beyond my own doings. There you go. And you look fabulous today, honey. I am fabulous. I know you are. That's his winter shirt. This is my skiing (laughs) shirt. I put it on because I feel like I'm going skiing. You know, you could ski on the leaves. They say we're looking awesome. So we also got the man behind the boards, Chad Murphy. Hi, Chad, Chad, Chad. Well, hello, fellas. Yeah, you do like you need a peppermint patty or something, Ron. A peppermint patty. Mm -hmm. A York peppermint patty. I love them. Candy. (laughs) I wish I had one. Makes you feel like you're skiing. Oh, I, yeah, I do. I, I love them. How I, cold is it in Florida? It's but heating back up. Back oh, to 80 and yeah, humid? Something like that, yeah. I hate that shit. Yep. But anyway, it's the weather here is just starting in uh, depression time. You know, you turn white because <laughs> there's no sun, and you get depressed, so you put on 20 pounds. Right. So now you're fat, and you're bleached white, and you're ugly, and you're fat, and you're depressed. So what's up? We got people in the chat room. We want to say hi to the chat room. I know some people are coming late because they all tweeted to me, but Ailey Roos from Estonia. Hello in the chat room. Irish Ginger from the Irish Ginger Show, Mondays at 3 p.m. I know Hope is coming later. There's somebody else. Oh, I just hit a button and made everything go too big. Oh, I terrible? like that. Leave that big like that. Okay. Now I can see how ugly and old I am. <gasps> Do I need they work? They say we look good, though. So hi, no, chat room. I need, I need work. 
I need a fucking lift. We have a fun show for you oh. guys today. We've got three guests. Mm. We have actor Alpha, Tra- Alpha Trevette coming on. I'm very excited to have him on. He's in mm. a bunch of great shows, and he's also in the new Tom Cruise movie, Made. And uh, we have Irony Singleton, who we got messed up with last week, so we have him coming in the middle. You guys know him as T-Dog on The Walking Dead. Look at, Ch- look at him. <laughs> Chad, do you see him? How can I not? Uh, and then we so, also have Matt Davis. Singer Matt Davis was on a couple years ago. He's coming on. We want to say hi to Hannah Clive in the chat room from the UK and thank her. She sent us her CD. Everybody look. Everybody watching the television. It's Hannah Hannah Clive. This is her EP. It's called Kiss of Life. And uh, it's got three songs on it. We're going to be playing some of her songs. Not today because uh, I didn't plan for it. But, uh, but in the coming weeks, we're going to play some of her music. And... Uh, we want to say hello to everybody and hope everybody's having a good day. And I keep telling Danae Montague King, please go to school. <clears throat> Learn how to do plastic surgery. I mean, my skin is gorgeous because of his, his product, but it doesn't make you young. It doesn't, you know, I need to have cutting. So I keep telling him, Danae, go to school, become a plastic surgeon, and you can work on me. You know, <laughs> you can practice on me. Oh, I just you don't need my, it. Your ass, I don't need it. You don't need it. Bullshit, I do so need it. You gotta, like, love it, so... Please, I'm hanging like an old bag. No, you're not. You are hanging, but not like an old bag. <laughs> don't go, Don't even go there, wise mo- Don't even Don't even go there. Oh, I hate him. Why am I with him? Divorce. Out there, anybody out there? How much does a divorce cost? A couple of thousand, right? <laughs> Two, three thousand? I'll wow. take it out of my alimony. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you guys, Halloween is over. Hope everybody... Mwah. Had a good time. We didn't do shit. And, nope, uh, nope. I couldn't. You know, we we, we we had everything in storage. And the storage bill was like over 300 a month, which was ridiculous. And we've had it in storage now for four or five years. So figure that out. The shit that was in the money. storage wasn't even worth it. We could have thrown it out and bought all new stuff. But I couldn't find my box with my gowns and my wigs. I don't know where they went. And I have a gown that Jimmy designed that I've never worn, and it's magnificent. And I wanted to wear it for Halloween, but I couldn't find my wigs. So I got depressed. And we had nowhere to go. We're in Pennsylvania. Where are you going to go? The Raven? Please, it's a gay bar. All those silly fairies, they're all running around looking like ugly transsexuals. <laughs> Not even drag queens, like ugly old trannies. But anyway. I so, think Goddess might be in the chat room, too. I'm not positive. but I So think we stayed home. Yes, it's Goddess. Hey, Goddess. Say hi to Goddess. Why do you interrupt me when I speak? Because that's just what we do. That's rude. <laughs> like you don't ever interrupt me. <laughs> but when I interrupt, it's because I have I have something to say. <laughs> oh, yeah. You interrupt just to it for the sake of interrupting me, no, James. No, not at all. James Never. Bradley Never. Star. Never, never. Imagine having a name like Bradley. How quick can you get? <laughs> yeah. I mean, in my neighborhood, Brooklyn, if his, they would have beat the shit out of him. Hey, Bradley, get over here, you little fairy. Bang, hit him right in the face for being named Bradley. You know, my middle name is Rocco. Oh, and Meg's in the chat room, too. Hey, Hi, Meg, Meg, we yeah. miss you, too. His kisses to my Meg, darling, who I love. Mm, to my Meggie. Um, you gotta love it. Yeah, my, name, my middle name is Rocco. So when I used to walk around the streets of Astoria and... Brooklyn, nobody fooled around with me. They said, here comes Rocco. Yeah, and he was in his dress and heels. You're right. You're right. And they all tried to feel me up, and then I was going to report them years later and have them in trouble for being pedophiles because I was only 15 years old. 
Imagine what's going on today with this pedophile crap between the Donald Trump crap, the pedophile crap, poor Stacy. I mean, I don't understand what's going on in the world. You know, every, I was felt up when I was a kid. Let me tell you something. <clears throat> I have a story to tell you. I wasn't going to go public with it. When we lived in the projects when I was four years old, the janitor, who happened to have been a black man, took me down into the basement, which was the carriage room, and he pulled down my pants, and I left crying, and I went upstairs, and I told my mother the chocolate man threw water on my coolie, and my father went ballistic, and my father ran downstairs with me. The guy took a powder. Across the street from the project that we lived in was the Italian club. The names of the guys that were in that Italian club you saw on television years later. Big mafia guys. And my father ran in there and he told them the story. Well, they went out and they just went all around the neighborhood looking for the guy. This is a true story, everybody. I'm not lying. I would never make up such a story. Well, they never found the man, the janitor. Years and years and years later, when I was in my late 40s, I had a fight with my father, an argument, and I said something dreadful to him. I said, I'll drop dead, which you don't say to your father. And my mother was really upset because my father had just found out he had cancer and he didn't tell the family. And now I'm saying for him to drop dead. So, you know, it was a whole political, emotional Italian thing. And my mother got me on the side. She said, you know, that man that, that took you down in the basement that time, he said they got him underneath the bridge. And they said to your father, do you want to shoot him or should we shoot him? And my father said, give me the gun. And my father shot that janitor to death and they threw him in the river. That's a terrible thing to tell people. <laughs> this is a true story. So I want you to know about pedophiles, what they do to children. Now, Jane Russell believed that all gay people were raped or abused. That's why they're gay. And I couldn't argue with her because I had a story about it. Meanwhile, they took me to the doctor. There was no penetration. Obviously, he just came on my buns and that was it. And I screamed and ran upstairs. Um, it was a tragic thing. I remember it well. What I really remember is the smell of the cement of the basement. That weird smell. So if ever I'm in somebody's basement and I smell it, immediately I go back to that time. Pedophilia is a horrible thing. Being raped as a four-year-old child is even worse. Um, but I want to defend gay people because don't think because you're gay you're a pedophile. There are more heterosexual men on the planet than there are gay men. So therefore we have more pedophilia among the straight people where men fool around with their nieces, the neighbor girl next door or whatever, than gay men do. Yes, there are some gay men who like young. They're called chicken hawks and they go around looking for young stuff because they like them young. Um, you but know, you make sure you're not let people know you don't endorse this. stuff. No, I'm not endorsing this by any means. Am I endorsing it? Don't be ridiculous, Jimmy. You have to be a fucking idiot to I think know, I'm endorsing like, it. Because this isn't really a topic of conversation. That well, we I, I just have. like to tell the things to people because they want me to write a book, and this is where I stopped because I couldn't write about it because it was horrifying as a child. I was screaming and crying. I didn't know what happened. And as I grew up in, in years, I kept thinking about it. And then when I found out that I was gay, when I realized it, I thought, oh, my God, did that man make me gay? And I thought that, but it's not. That's I not didn't have any problems and I was gay. 
Yeah, but you were not molested as a child. That's what I'm saying, so it doesn't have anything to do with it. Well, you know, it's a pedophilia story, and now everybody's coming forward with those stories. Um, don't make it a witch hunt, because that's not fair. And as far as uh, Stacy losing his Kevin Spacey, Kevin Spacey losing his TV show, I don't know. I don't know if that's the punishment for something done 30 years ago. I think he should check in with a doctor, psycho, psychiatrist, and find out why he did that. Um, and find now, now, like 50 other people came out against him. Oh, so he's continuously going. But in. not after young. They're not all young. They're in their twenties and thirties. They're just oh, saying. Please, they're just saying he hits Jimmy. on everybody. Oh, Jimmy, please! Every friggin' party I went to in New York. Let me tell you about the subway. We go though, because we got wait. New York subways, so crowded, so packed. When I was going to hairdressing school in New York City, I had to take the BMT, same one that Christopher Walken takes. Okay, I used to get felt up on that BMT like there's no tomorrow. Every girl I knew was getting humped felt up. One girl had jism juice on the back of her coat. Okay. That's how crowded the subways were. There wasn't a girl in the world that didn't get felt up on the subways in New York or guys. I always had some fruit following me. I mean, I've, I have had people come up to me, guys, and I want to blow you. I mean, I want to bang you. I mean, you don't know the crap when you're good looking and you're young and you look younger than you really are. So, yes, there are wolves out there and chicken hawks, but you go this way. You know, you go through life avoiding them. And like Jane said, if you believe in the Lord, the Lord will guide you. He guided me right into a gay bar <laughs> where there were nice gay people, and I thank the Lord for that. Anyway, you guys, he's not endorsing it, and it's a no, terrible thing no, that happened. Who the hell that story happens to be 100% true. I swear on my kids. I swear on Jimmy's hair. Oh, I believe him. I just got a haircut. Anyway, hey, Chad. That's me. All right, let's call our first guest. Anyway. Let's play a video. Um, we've got uh, Ricky Rebel, you guys. We had him on a couple weeks ago. His new album, The New Alpha, it dropped yesterday. The name of the uh, uh, single that he just released is called Time. We're going to play it for you guys to hear it while we're getting set up with our first guest. All right, let's do it. Time is 
without you The air is low I'm drowning slow Where do I go? Without you The air is low I'm drowning slow In the sands of time In the sands of time Jimbo. All right, everybody. That was Ricky Rebel, the new single time off his new album. The new alpha came out on Tuesday. You guys go and get it. And now we want to first make sure we can hear our guests say hello. Hello, everybody. There. Oh, my gosh. That was perfect. All yeah. right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the incredibly talented super actor, Alpha Trevet. Hello and welcome to the show. Thank you, Jimmy. Thank you, Ron. What a pleasure. I was so honored when uh, you sent me a message, Jimmy, saying we'd like to be interviewed on the show. And I went, great. Yes, absolutely. Because I tell you, somebody you talked to not too long ago was a, uh, a castmate of mine on Too Close to Home, uh, Robert Craighead. Greatest guy. We love him to death. Yep. Robert Craighead was on yep. our show, and so was Britt yep. George. Yep. Oh, we had, cool. Yeah. We had yeah, Britt great. George, too. And Too Close to Home is one of the greatest shows for anybody who doesn't know what it is, uh, it's a Tyler Perry show, and uh, and you actually play Dr. Allen, who has dementia, and I know that's a, something that's near and dear to your heart also, and you are excellent at it. You played the role so well, it's not even funny. Thank you. I, I, you know, I had some, my dad suffered dementia, and so it was, I, I dedicated that role to him, and a lot of my dad is in Dr. Allen, because uh, it, it's so special you know that role and then it's also to my mom who was his caregiver for a number of years because the caregivers of people who suffer dementia deserve so much credit and so you know who is suffering badly from it now is is someone who i know from years ago joanne woodward paul newman's Uh, yeah she's got uh, alzheimer's really bad i mean and they don't expect her to live very long and it's a shame because she's not that old right you know. Well, one, one thing that has done, though, has led me to be a uh, celebrity spokesperson for uh, Second Wind Dreams, which right. is uh, basically a, uh, a Make-A-Wish Foundation for the elderly, for people in senior care. And they also conduct the uh, virtual dementia tour, which actually shows people what it's like uh, for those people who are suffering dementia. And it's an amazing organization. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's global. Uh, based here in Atlanta, and I'm proud to be associated with them because of my role as, as Dr. Allen and because of my dad. There you I go. have a theory. I, I I know a few people who have passed away from Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's in the business. They all had a tragedy, and then 
the, the disease set in. When Paul Newman passed away, Joanne Wardwood was a basket case. Mm. I mean, she was vegetable. Her mind started to like, I mean, even in her, in her emails or her, her whatever she used to write wasn't quite right. And I believe it's because the loss of Paul Newman was so tragic that she couldn't deal with it that maybe it opens the door to this disease. Other people who have had it have also had tragics. Uh, Esther Williams, who I loved and adored and I knew well, uh, had a, her daughter. That's right. Do you know who Esther Williams is? I do, of course. Yes. Of course okay. he knows Esther Williams. Her, her, her daughter was killed in an automobile accident, uh. and she was never the same afterwards. So I think they should research the fact that the brain sort of maybe just wants to shut down so the pain is not so great. You know, there there may be some truth to that, and that's uh, second wind. Uh, second wind dreams is helping with Alzheimer's research and hopefully finding what those triggers might be, and maybe one day that we'll be able to. Did your father off. have a tragedy? Yeah, no, I mean, well, yes and no. I mean, we had a number of them in in, in our lives. I mean, we had a house that burned down, and um, you know, I. But dad, dad was eighty. He was probably. Well into his 70s before it started uh, showing itself, and then uh, he was 84 when he died. So he's uh, 77. I'm 77. So that's <laughs> why I'm laughing. <laughs> but to me, to, to me, that is young because both my grandparents, my grandfathers, were 96 when they died. Right. Yeah, that's perfect. Grandmother, my my dad's mother was 105. Uh, wow. His, his father only died because he was out one day plowing and was getting off the tractor, and he caught his pants on and fell oh. and broke his hip and it was a few months later he declined but it, i mean he was he would probably still be alive now all right well i intend to be around till 95 and then that's it <laughs> you know no more, no uh, more. hang on one second though because we didn't do our, our regular intros i got too wrapped up because we started talking you already know ron so i don't have to sure. introduce him we have the man behind the boards chad murphy so hey, say Alpha. hi to chad chad how are you doing well welcome to the show good to have you thank you Thank and you. then, then we have a chat room full of people. So just say, "Hey, chat room." <laughs> hey, chat room full of people. There you go. So you guys, Alpha Trevette, Besides being an actor, before he got out of college, he was a, an athlete, a scholar. He was the national president of Future Farmers of America. He worked at the White House. He traveled to London on Air Force Two. I don't know what that is. What's the difference between Air Force Two and Air Force One? It's a small. Uh, Air Force Two is when the vice president is riding. Oh, okay, okay, there you go. He also worked in public relations, was a stand-up comic, a radio personality for 25 years, and now he's like one of the most sought-after actors around. So uh, we're very happy to have you, and I, I love your credits, like, because you actually are in, like, things that I like. Like, Banshee is a great show. Too Close to Home is a great show. Uh, I know you play a judge in the new Tom Cruise movie that's out right now, Made, so congratulations yeah. on that one. And, I love uh, the fact you're working at I'm wearing my Proctor Meats shirt there. <laughs> <laughs> like Superman. I'm happy that you're working at your age because, you know, unfortunately, women in Hollywood at 40 are no longer desired. But men somehow can go like Sean Connery, can go into being 70 and 80 years old and still working. Uh, that's an American Hollywood thing. In Europe, you know, Judy Dench is working and they're all way in their 80s. So I'm happy that you represent... Not, I mean, I'm older than you are, so, but similar generations. Well, Ron, I, I, you know, I think you're right too, because I'm seeing lots of breakdowns and roles coming in for right. people our age, right. and I 
think that's very encouraging. I, I because I think we're beginning to realize that people in our age group still have an awful lot to offer. And God willing, I'm still around and still working when uh, you know to be uh, Sean Connery's age, and hopefully still booking a few roles. That would be nice. Well, I think it's going to go that way because. I have a friend that's a producer, and he told me that there's a, a quota now. They have to have X amount of diversity and with people. And my age, 77, is really a great age because I could play a great-grandfather. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, so when I get back out to L.A., we're moving back. I intend to uh, go to work again as an old character actor. Good for you. So I want to talk that, about I'm happy that, that you're working. I want to talk about that though, because you're in Atlanta. I mean, you're booking all these shows, and you live in Atlanta, which I know Atlanta now is kind of like a hot spot with Tyler Perry and The Walking Dead, and and you've been in all kinds of Tyler Perry productions and in movies with him and TV shows with him and TV shows that he actually are his shows. Uh, first of all, because I love Tyler, I'm a big fan of Tyler Perry. Is Tyler Perry like really cool? I hope you say yes. <laughs> oh, I love him too. He's one of the genuine, most genuinely nice people, and and to to be of his to where he is in his station in life. Uh, he is so approachable and so kind and generous uh, and giving. And it is wonderful to work for him, though he works awfully fast. I don't know if you've heard about how things operate on the Tyler Perry Studios lot, but uh, yeah. uh, with, with Too Close to Home, we did two seasons of eight episodes each. And we would shoot all eight episodes in less than 10 days. Yeah. Uh, he also does a show, um, The Has and Have Nots. On yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, they do 23 episodes in about two weeks. So he works fast. There you go. Well, there's well, a lot of Hollywood legends that were one-shot one picture people. Humphrey Bogart was one. Humphrey Bogart did not like to do a second take. He was a one-take person. And yeah. people that worked with him were nervous about it. Even his then-wife, Lauren Bacall, because she told me that working with Bogey, she said, was a bitch. Actually, though, I, I no, think those it, were her exact words. I think, though, yeah, like he was tough to work with and he was her husband on one of the films. Don't you think that it has to do with money? You got to get stuff in and done it where no, you can like just, afford it. It's just actors don't want to do it twice or three times. No, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like Tyler Perry. Like he has to get his season no, shot because they, they don't have money. Also, they lose the moment. You know, when you do it too much, the moment's gone. They like the fresh beginning, the, like the one shot, because that's it. That's the character, crisp and sharp. Are you good? You get it on one shot, Alpha? Uh, you know what? We um, in season one, there was a very, very emotional scene uh, where uh, my character, Doctor Allen, gets up in the middle of the night and he goes into his son, Brock uh, or Brody, played by Brock O'Hearn. And I know you know Brock; he's just an Adonis, just a gorgeous yep. man. Yep. And I, he sneaks into his room to shoot him, thinking he's someone else. Right. And uh, that, that, was, that, was, that was the most emotional scene because then, it, then comes the realization of the doctor realizes, oh my God, he's almost killed his son. And then he tries to take the shotgun and he begs Brody to shoot him because he can't deal with bear, bear, what yeah. he's going through. And we did that, I, if, if I remember correctly, we did that in three takes. And, and it's, it's exhausting. Fabulous. Even three but takes is exhausting. It's exhausting. But, you know, and emotional and yeah. Get and and you're right, Ron. Getting all that, you know, at one time. I remember after our first scene, after the first take, um, I, I remember hearing uh, Tyler going, "Oh my God!" And it made me realize, okay, that that must have been an okay, uh, okay Good shot. 
shot. So, and we did it a couple more times, and it it, it included shooting the pillow beside uh, beside Brock's head, and everything went well. And can I have to say though, Brock O'Hearn, just to like for anybody who doesn't know who yeah. he is, you guys need to like look him up. He should have been. I mean, he could play like Aquaman. Instead, they got they got Jason Momoa, but he could have played Aquaman. He is going to be like a. He's he going to be like Batman. He's going to be a superstar, Brock O'Hearn. He really is, and he hasn't done that much besides that. And so, and I think he's in Boo and stuff. He hasn't done a ton of things, but like, what, like people are going to realize who he is, and he's going to end up being like one of the biggest like people out there. Now, he's, do got, you have, oops, he's got a couple million. I, I, I I'm sorry. He's got a couple million Instagram followers, and he does uh, romance novel covers, and he, you know, models with a shirt off a lot. And he's only uh, 25, maybe. 25. Yeah, he's. But he's the nicest kid in the world. I love this kid. And if you know, I I play his dad in uh, in Too Close to Home. And if I were his real dad, I w I couldn't be any prouder. He's just the nicest guy in the world. Love it. Love now, to hear now that. How are you with lines? Uh, not bad. Uh, <laughs> Me, I'm forget about it. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I, no, I'm, I'm pretty good with my lines. No, I can rehearse the lines for days, and I've got the lines, and then when I deliver them, I rewrite them. You <laughs> <laughs> get them with, too, them with some directors. They're not too happy about it. Yeah, well, oh, well, if I were working with what's his name, um, um go quickly. Oh, 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 uh, Frankenstein, young Frankenstein. Uh, Gene Wilder. No, that. The, oh, uh, Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks. It would be fine. Yeah. Because Mel Brooks would let you do whatever you I, want. That would be so much fun to work for Mel Brooks. I hope I get a chance to do that one day. Oh, you and me both. Yeah. Are you kidding? He's incredible. So another thing I like about your career is that you haven't been pigeonholed. Um, because, uh, you know, I, I'm a very big horror movie fan. And so, like, most horror movie you know, stars and the big stars in horror have a very difficult time breaking out of it. You've done a lot of horror movies, but then you've done a lot of cool ch kids movies. You've done comedies. You've done dramas. So you haven't been pigeonholed in the horror thing, which I think is really cool because that way you can do it without, you know, being known as like the horror movie star because I think that's very hard to break out of. I think I have some flexibility. My my uh, my agent Joy Purvis calls me her chameleon. She says I can I can morph into whatever character that I'm I'm portraying, and I I I credit a lot of that to my stand-up comedy days when I did a lot of impressions and when you do impressions you you actually on stage immediately become that character and so I, I think I don't know if that's a natural ability that that came through the grace of God or however I got it but oh he can I do it like, too I, we, I we do talked about this we talked about this with a guest last week and uh, he's stand-up comic I did stand up for 40 something years oh did you but in drag as Jane Russell. Uh, and I sang and did, you know, jokes about my life and stuff. It was a great show. It ran forever. Um, where it came, and I never had a script. I didn't want a script. I just went out there and I did it. Where it came from, I'll never know. Yeah. But it comes from someplace. And, and, and you become the character. Yeah, and that, that experience, I think, gives you a, a chance to improvise and uh, to, to be to ad lib and be off the cuff and be more natural. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I, I kind of miss uh, a live audience, you know, being on stage as a comic. I, I don't miss the, the grueling uh, touring and all that yes. stuff. But Horrible. Uh, I miss the instant feedback, you know, that comes from a live audience. I mean, it, you, of course, you don't get that. Uh, well, it depends on where you work. If you work in Brooklyn back 40 years ago, 
or 50 years ago, your audience was primarily Jewish and Italian. And you can't get a better audience than Italian Jews in Brooklyn. Let me tell you something. <laughs> they were with you all the way. And you could get dirty and, and do dirty jokes. And they loved it. Their best audiences. Now when you travel up to the waspier neighborhoods, you get the prudes. You know, the people that are very, very waspy. They're very proper. Me, I'm a wasp. Very, very proper. <laughs> then you got to really break your hump to get them to laugh because they don't really laugh that much. Their laughter is... <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of people who do that, and but now with comedy, there's so many people who get so easily offended, and you know you oh, have frig them. Yeah, you have to be called so, a joke. I, well, I know, and I think I think we have lost our national sense of humor in a lot of ways. Well, we, I, I agree 100. You cannot laugh at yourself. You're worthless because yeah, you I have think, to laugh at yourself. And, and we are goes, a joke. This goes back a little bit, Ron, to what we talked about at the beginning of the interview. Um, Norman Lear is doing a new sitcom uh, that's based in a, uh, a senior's home. And hopefully Norman Lear will be able to have the kind of humor that he had back in the 70s, 60s and 70s, you know, with the shows that he produced then. Because that's when we could really honestly laugh at each other and, and have fun with each other and learn from each other. And now it's like, oh, you can't say that. You, can't, you know, I, I grow... I, it makes me tired of, of people who are so easily but, He says it. He says that every day. <laughs> but you know, you know what really annoys me? In the privacy of one's home, the things that are said about everybody are the things that they call racist and terrible things. I have a very close set of friends, mostly actors, some very famous. I will never name them, who absolutely refer to black people as you know what. As to gay people as the faggot, I mean, they don't mean to be mean. It's not that they're doing it to be hurtful or mean. It's just the way to, oh, you mean Ron Russell, that big queen? You know, they don't mean to be ma mean about it. You follow? It's just that in the privacy. But the minute they go public, they're the first ones to say, oh, racism, racism. Oh, no, no, no. It's a bullshit. Everybody in their silent thoughts says something nasty about somebody else. Well, I, I hope we hope we can get past a lot of Oh, who gives a shit? It's only a name. Forget about it. <laughs> move on. Move on with your life. Cancer. How about the word cancer? That word disturbs me more. If I say somebody's got cancer. Then if that somebody's a, a Jew whatever. or a, or a whatever, whatever. A fag, you know what I mean? Cancer. We're gay, so we can say that. By the of way, I don't, I, I don't know if he knows that because he doesn't no, know Jimmy us. And I we're are married. Gay, and we're married. <laughs> well, congratulations. Thank for, you. For five years. My last film. My last film, by the way, I was played a Brooklyn cop, a tough Brooklyn cop. So I am an actor. I can go from this to that. <laughs> So hold on, because we don't have a whole lot of time, and I want to get some. First of all, because I went down to your IMDb and I looked at all your different credits, and believe it or not, I've seen a lot of things, even though I didn't know they were you, because um, I didn't know who you were then, you know. Um, but I thought I would just bring up because your second film on IMDb. I don't know if there's other stuff that's not included, but you did a movie called The Time to Triumph, and I'm bringing it up just because uh, I'm a, I'm a little bit friendly with Sean Astin, and I know that Patty Duke was in it, and Joe Bologna is in it. Who he's been on the show. He was on our show a couple of years Joe ago. Joe is the best. He was a good friend of Ron's. Oh, I love Joe Bologna. Oh, I'm so sad that he's gone. The world, the planet, lost one of the most decent, be I'm going to cry in a minute, beautiful <laughs> human beings talking. He wanted to be a priest, you know. No, I didn't it, know that. Yes, he was studying to be a priest his young years. And 
as a friend, he was a priest. He never, he, not in garment. He was a, he was Renee's husband. But when he spoke to you, he spoke to you as a priest would, and he would soothe you and make you feel wonder. Oh, I just hope there's a heaven. He was also in one of my favorite movies, My Favorite Year, which I totally adore. Oh, yes, a great movie. I just love Joe Bologna, and I love Renee, too. Uh, doing doing that, um, yeah, that was the first big motion picture that I was cast in, and I, I played the uh, the warrant officer. Uh, it, the story is based on a true story about the first woman to complete the Army flight yes. program, and Patty Duke played that woman, and Joe great Bologna. Great actress, great uh, actress. And yes, and she was such a delight. She was so wonderful. Uh, uh, and she was so kind and giving to, uh, you know, because, uh, you know, when you've got an army recruit scene, you got some kids. And there was one poor kid, you know, and they, they say, well, we got to shave your head. And she goes, no, you're not, not unless you're paying him. And she went to bat for him and she made sure he got extra money for them. To, I mean, he was like, oh, sure. Oh, OK, no problem. Too. No, you, they're paying you if they're going to shave your <laughs> well, head. <laughs> you know, very I, nice. I, I've dealt with the legends of Hollywood because of my age. Wonderful people. Yeah. The great legends. I mean, Jane Russell, Lauren Bacall, Cliff Roberts, and all of those people I interviewed. Wonderful. The minute you interview the trash of today, the little snatches and the little fruits. Not all of them. Don't not make all of them, but a lot of those little bitches of today <laughs> that they're facing, they're selfing them. They're taking pictures, selfies while you're interviewing them. And you ask them a question and they're bored. How the fuck are they ever going to get a career going if they don't do the interview? Years ago, you were trained on how to give an interview. Right, yeah. Today, the little bitches sit there, they, they're finagling, they're, they're showing their twats, their tits, whatever they can, <laughs> just to get at the attention of the public. I oh, by the way, we're unfiltered. You can say whatever you like. <laughs> <laughs> kind of gathered that, yeah. Uh, no, one of the things that I tell young actors is get grounded, for crying out yes. loud, because sometimes you can be, now, you can be so fast-tracked into you know one stream that you don't see what's going on in the rest of the world and that's what what was true about actors of long ago i mean they had their own lives you know they they actually did they worked for a living before they became what they what they became and they understood that just by the grace of god they could be out of the business and doing something else so there was a, a degree of humility i think that doesn't exist not only in the entertainment world but i think in, in the, world. the world in general i think there's i agree with you there, there's too many people who feel entitled and you know the world owes them something and you know you have to give it to them and i i just get I, so what i tell kids is be grounded understand what it takes to to make a living wash your own clothes for crying out but loud. they don't Plant two, potatoes, two things bother two things bother me an actor who really is an actor like you lives it, eats it, sleeps it, only wants to do it, has no other love. Reality jerks, they pick up on a farm somewhere, have them with a 600-pound wife shitting in a bathtub. <laughs> and that's what, I'm serious, I in a bathtub. These 600-pound people can't use a toilet. They sit on a bathtub and shit. That's been on television. I almost fell and out of bed. that's entertainment. I mean, that's I almost is. fell out of bed. I said to Jimmy, I've seen it all now. <laughs> okay? But, but an actor like you who don't don't who don't know, who who gives his life to his work doesn't get the work because those reality crap is all over TV and every place else. You know, and one of the uh, speaking of the the older generation of actors, yeah. one of the greatest live shows I ever saw uh, I lived in Seattle. We're doing the morning show there uh, at um, what was it? KMGI, 
and they have a, a, a festival there they call Bumbershoot. And the headliners for Bumbershoot that year with a live show were Sid Caesar, Imogene Coca, Tom Poston, and uh, Louis Nye. And they did cat. an hour and a half live show on stage, and it was a scream. Imogene Coco was probably 83 at the time, and she did a strip tease. <laughs> she, she came out with a trench coat, and in a 10-minute strip tease, all she took off was the belt, and it was the most hilarious right. thing. Right. And it, these these people knew how to entertain. I mean, they were more than just actors; they were singers and dancers, and uh, you know, they could do so many things. And I I think we've lost that in entertainment a lot. There are there are some actors who are you know multiple threat actors who can do the singing and dancing and who are wonderful people and wonderfully talented. But there's so many who are just so narrow and and. Uh, no experience in the world. And unless you have that, you can't reach out and get those characters, character traits that you need to become whatever character it is you're, you're portraying. Now, England, there's an actress, Michelle Dougherty. Oh, Dockery, yes. Dockery, Dockery, Dockery. Michelle Dockery. She was in Abbey. Uh, Abbey. Downtown Abington. Okay? Downtown Abbey. Now she's got her own weekly show. She yep. interviews beautifully. She's a fabulous actress. She's the new Betty Davis. She's in good good behavior. Have you seen Good Behavior? You have to watch it. It's on TNT. I, I would love, I would love to be uh, to be in Good Behavior. That shoots uh, right up the road here. South oh, Carolina. you have to yes, get so in. I would love you to be in it. That I would be great. I would love to be in it just so I could meet her to interview yeah. her because she interviews beautifully. I've seen her on about nine or ten different talk show interviews. The yeah. girl has a brain. She knows how to interview. And, and she's, she's not boring. Actress. And she's beautiful. Yeah, I, I That was my second thing is kids today, when you ask them, why are you an actor in an interview? Oh, I want to be famous. <laughs> I want to go red carpet and a designer gown. What are they nuts? Not like I want to be an actor because I love it and it's my passion. I right. interviewed Tab Hunter. We have to go. You know who Tab Hunter is. You don't yes, know Tab? Yes. Tip is a great friend of mine. And off the camera, I said to him, Tip, would you ever go to work today? He said, hell no. He said, please, the way they do shit today, he said, not me. I'm, I'm spoiled. I, we did it the right way. Uh, and he wasn't kidding. Yeah, it would, it would be so nice in some ways to go back to that time. I would love to it have the experience of working with some of those actors and... It was like, oh, he, he's close to my age. He was there when work was gorgeous when acting was beautiful when cameras didn't fly all over the place with sec with one second shots when they held us they held a shot yeah. now they you go to the movies oh <laughs> you want to throw up so hold on because we've got we, we we've got to cut this going so first of all i have a question though because i like to ask everybody who's everybody who's worked with cool people so you could work with who's your bucket list male and female actor that you haven't had an opportunity to work with yet that you think oh my god i would really like a chance I, to work i with know he, who he should work with helen uh miron helen miron helen miron and you should work together that that would be delightful i would love <laughs> you're perfect you're perfect for her Perfect. Michelle is one uh, that I would love to work with. Uh, That's it. I would too. I love Michelle. Did you like Downton Abbey? Did you watch Downton Abbey? I, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I love um, it. Walton Goggins is another uh, uh, actor I'd like to work with, who's from uh, from Georgia. Um, Timothy Oliphant. I'd like to work with him. I like uh, him a lot who? too. Timothy Oliphant. Oh yeah. A, a show called Justified, which I love. That show. Yeah, great um, show. 
Ian McShane, I think, would be. I a, love Ian McShane. We just watched. We watched uh, de- the car thing, Death Race, or whatever the other he is, night. He is so wonderful. We, he's a great person. I love it. All right, so here's what we're gonna do, you guys. First of all, you guys, Alpha Trevet is on Twitter, and he's actually runs his own Twitter because otherwise, I don't think we would have gotten in touch with him. So you can follow him on Twitter. It's at Alpha Trevet One. It's A L P H A T R I V E T T E One. Number two, I just want to say, like, you have the coolest name on the planet. First of all, nobody ever has it. You'll never get mistaken for everybody. And it's like a superhero or a spaceship. or I mean, it's like such a cool name uh, that I think it's fabulous. And I don't know what your I parents I think he'd rather thinking. be known for his acting than his name. No, but Am his name I is correct? part of it. When they say that guy, that guy is a hell and of an actor. And the Academy Award goes to Alpha Trevet. Yeah. I mean, that sounds so cool. <laughs> but yeah, if they, when they say, let's get that Alpha guy, then <laughs> I'm okay yeah. with that. You know, the guy, the guy that can act, the guy yeah. who can act. That's today what they have to say. That I'm serious. The guy who who can really act. So also, you guys, you want to watch Alpha? You can see he's in a bunch. He's got a movie called Slaw. That's like a, a comedy yeah. take on Sock. I don't know if is it out already. Yes, it is. It's on. Um, is it Hulu or Amazon? Okay. Not one of those, you guys. It's called Slaw, but otherwise, you definitely want to watch Too Close to Home, you guys. You can also see him in Banshee and uh, a whole bunch of other stuff, but those are like the ones that I like the best. <laughs> keep, and, keep on working. And in keep American on. Made, you can catch me there still. still in That's theater. right. In American Made in theaters right now, you guys. And uh, coming up soon, a movie called Mine Nine, which is about a, a, mine dis- a coal mine disaster in West Virginia. I play a mine supervisor. Uh, a movie called The Hounds of Dixie. I'll be in. Both of those will be coming out soon. So hopefully you. Will look and we'll me. bring you back when you have when those are all well, coming really out. We'll working. bring you back. And we'll bring you working. back. I'm so happy that you're working. I really mean that from the bottom of my heart. Thank it, you. You know, it's good to see uh, some snow on the roof, as they say. <laughs> I'm, I'm tired of looking at tits and ass and and stupid broads with drugs and garbage people. <laughs> It's so nice to see an elegant man like you. You're a d- distinguished, elegant man and a good actor. I've see, seen your work. I know your work. I wouldn't say that if I didn't know your work because I'd make a jerk of myself. <laughs> I mean, if you stink, the people, we have four and a half million people watching this. They'd say, oh, Ron's so full of shit. The guy can't act his way out of a paper bag. <laughs> but I can honestly say you're a good actor. I, I want to see that thing I, I've never seen when you uh, try to shoot your son. That I'm interested in seeing that clip. Uh, yeah, to, as I said. Aren't you a reel? Is it on your reel? You know, I, I don't have that one. There's two others. There's uh, there's one uh, scene where the doctor shows up naked at the diner, and uh, Kelly Sullivan, who is a delightful person, a wonderful actor, uh, she's also in. Uh, she shows up and finds me there naked, and that that scene is a beautiful scene. Is um, frontal nudity? No. 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 Uh, you know because what? Because I'm I'm, to, I'm for it. I had to wait until I was 62 years old to get my first nude scene. And then I got two in the same year. There you go. Well, I believe that if you're going to exploit women naked, you should exploit men naked as well. I don't like that, that women have to be naked all the time and men, they cover them up. That, to me, is just not kosher. It's not fair. I don't mind nudity. My homeowners association's not crazy about it. Well, <laughs> they'll just have to get used to it. We got to go. Alpha, we're going to, anytime you have anything to promote, let us know. We would love to have you back. You've been fantastic. Uh, Thank yes, you so much. Great guest. You're Good right. luck with all your work. See you on TV. Bye. Or in the movies. See you yeah. in the movies. There you go. Thank you, Alpha. Bye-bye. Bye. There's a not... scene right there with, there's a scene when oh, he didn't have his shirt. That. He's great. 
Um, we have to watch too close to home because we've had half the cast on the show. Right. So, well, so we'll have time, to watch Jimmy. It. We don't have time to. to so to you do guys, anything. chat. We got to call our next guest because we're behind. Roger that. Uh, you guys, we're going to call Irony Singleton. Uh, you want to play his song, and then once we get going and set up and everything, we can cut it down, shut it down. How's that, Chad? Let's rock and roll. All right, everybody, this is We Are the Walking Dead featuring Surface Rising. We're going to call Irony Singleton right now. Jimbo. 
Oh, All right, everybody. So that was Irony Singleton, <laughs> and that was his single, We Are the Walking Dead, featuring Surface Rising. And now we have him on the phone. Say something. We're going to do an introduction once we know everybody can hear you. Hey, hey, hey. Hello, everybody. This is Irony, there a.k.a. T-Dog from The Walking Dead. There you go. You got to love it. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the incredibly talented superstar Singer, <laughs> writer, actor, he does it all, you guys. Irony Singleton, hello and welcome to the show. Uh, hello, Jimmy and Ron. I love and you guys. Great and you are somebody I call friend. How do you like them apples? Oh, I love them apples. That's what Delicious you are. I, I, I never got over meeting you and your fabulous wife. I was so impressed. <laughs> I can't tell you. Your wife is just a, a lovely, beautiful girl and genius. <laughs> She's an attorney, am I correct? No. no, she's not an attorney. She should be. She's everything else but an attorney. She's doing something fantastic. Now she's a... Uh, no, I know whose wife is an Nova. attorney. Nova's wife is an attorney. <laughs> she's in Atlanta, too. You know who uh, Nova International Nova's a cool what, what, rapper what that we know. What does your wife do? I was so impressed. Oh, she's a techie. She's a manager. She's a landlord. She's a... <laughs> she does everything, but before she, she came on... I just flipped over her. I thought she was one of the nicest, sweetest people. You both she, are. And I said it last week, and I'm going to say it again. There are many people who say they're Christians. They're full of crap. They're not Christians. They just use it to hurt and to punish. But you two are truly Christians. Thank you. Thank Real, you. I appreciate it. I mean, from the heart. So here's what we got to do. First of all, okay, say hi to the man behind the boards, Chad Murphy. Hey, Chad Murphy. Hi, Ernie. Welcome to the show, sir. Good to have you. Thank you. Great to be here. Then we got a chat room full of people, so say hello to everybody in the chat room. Hello, chat room full of people. There you go. And now I got like now I didn't get to do this last week, so I get to do this now. First of all, I want to congratulate you. I collect action figures, um, but primarily I collect action figures of people who've been on the show. And I'm so excited that you have your own two. I only have two of them. I think there's more than two, but I have two. I think there's three. Um, but I have my own Iron <laughs> Single Dog action figures. Nice. And, uh, and first of all, to get an uh, to get a Walking Dead action figure, you have to be one badass dude because like no, not everybody gets a Walking Dead action figure, <laughs> and and you've got several of them. So I wanted to give you props for that because I think that's the coolest thing. I mean, you got action figures, and your character's not even on the show anymore, and that's how important <laughs> your character was. That years later, they're making action figures of you. I think that's the coolest thing ever. So I just wanted to give you props and let you know that even though I know you don't make a nickel off of this probably i got your figures dude <laughs> <laughs> now to make them really valuable you should sign them are you doing any more conventions yes do you do, you do them still oh yes i just i just did one last weekend at, here in atlanta the walker soccer cut atlanta but i'll be in new york new jersey oh, we'll uh, see you then. maybe in a few weeks okay we're there i love good, that good good there, We're close sure. to that. We yeah. gotta love it. We're so you guys, Irony played T Dog in The Walking Dead. You guys, he was fabulous, and I was very disappointed when you died. Um, I'm so happy that you have such a huge fan base still through that, uh, because like I know, like The Walking Dead had their hundred episode anniversary or whatever recently, and like I saw you all over the place. You know, so <laughs> but still, like giving you props with that. He was also in The Blind Side. You guys, it's the biggest grossing sports movie of all time. He played Kingpin Alton, and you guys know that's the movie with Quentin Aaron and Sandra Bullock and Tim McGraw. And, and we actually went to an anti-bullying uh, dinner party in Boca Raton, Florida, like a year and a half or two years ago where Quentin Aaron was the guest. He sat at the table next to us. What a cool guy. 
Awesome. Yes, he is. He's wonderful. Did we go really? Yeah, with Shane. We went to, uh, it was in Boca. And that's where we met uh, Wendy Moten. Do you know Wendy Moten? Because she lives in Atlanta, doesn't she? I think the name sounds familiar. I would have to see you. She was supposed to be like the next Whitney Houston in the 90s. No, forget about it. She's uh, better. She's the next Peggy Lee. You got to hear her sing ballads from the 40s. Oh, my God. Wendy Moten is probably the best singer out, or one of the best singers out there. She you had know? a hit song back in the day called "Coming Out of the Rain," and it was oh. a, it was a huge, huge hit in like the eighties or ni- late eighties or early nineties, maybe. But she's fabulous, and I think that somehow I thought she was from Atlanta, but I could be wrong. And we just had Alpha Trevette on. Um, just right before you, and he's from Atlanta, and he's in uh, yeah. uh, everything that's Tyler Perry. Basically, he's in like every Tyler Perry production that there is. He's in Too Close, Too Close to Home, that TV show, oh. and he was in Banshee, and now he's in the new Tom Cruise movie, uh, American Made, and uh, you social- and he's from Atlanta too. Like I should introduce do you, you guys. Do you socialize cool. with a lot of black people or not? I do black people. <laughs> okay, white you people, ha- Angie. And you ha- oh wait a minute! <laughs> if you socialize with black people, then you have to know this gorgeous woman, Angie B. Yes. Angie. B N G, you know B N G, you know her. I love her. She's the most singer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yes, Angie B. Angie B. Yeah, B N G. Yes, B N G. She was part of. uh, She's one of our good friends. We we went to a party at her house a couple years ago, and then we stayed over and stayed over. She lived in a big old house in Atlanta, and she uh, five story house with a swimming pool. But she was with. Oh uh, yeah, the girl lives well. She was. uh, (laughs) She was part. She was part of MC Hammer's like crew back in the day when MC Hammer was really big. Too legit to quit and all that. There you go. Too legit. (laughs) And her song is is called Love. And we play it all the time on the show. And I love this song called Love. And the lyrics are beautiful. She's quite a singer, B. Angie. You got to like love it. So, so tell yeah, me. Atlanta's got a lot of friends of ours. Tell us what's going on with Irony. You got this new show, one man show, Blindsided by the Walking Dead. Uh, I know you guys, this is a Kickstarter campaign still going on. We didn't miss it, right? We're still going it on. It is. No, no, you have not missed it yet. It, it, it ends November 17th. And we're just trying to bring the world in to be a part of something that we think would benefit all of us. Um, The show is about truth and love. It's about us loving one another, coming together, uh, resolving all of our issues. Um, It's a a catharsis for me. It's an hour, 45. Exactly, Ron. So um, that that is what God has led me to do here, given everything that I've been able to overcome. Um, and it's now 45 minutes with me on stage. I'm dancing. I'm, I'm rapping. I'm doing poetry. I'm doing um, comedy, stand-up comedy, uh, so lots of drama. And at the end of it all, people that have come out to the show, um, they're exhilarated. They're motivated to, to, to press forward and uh, overcome all the obstacles that they face in life. And they are more willing to love one another because they understand our interconnectedness. This is, not, this is not new, you know, what you're saying. When I was a hippie back in the 60s, this is what we believed in. And everybody believed it. Brother, love, you know, peace, let's get together. Songs were, let's get together. Everything was about uniting and getting together. Then somehow Dynasty came with Joan Collins and everybody became bitches. (laughs) And all they wanted to do was dress up, have $3,000 handbags, and drive Mercedes Benz. and, And beat the living shit out of each other. So I don't know what happened. I love it. I don't know. This is Ron. This is Ron. You better believe it. Ron tells it like it is. No smoke, baby, up anybody's butt. So you guys listen up, though. If you go to Kickstarter and you type in 
Blindsided. Oh, it's true. It's true. What happened? Hang yeah. on, guys. If you go to Kickstarter and you type in Blindsided by the Walking Dead, BBTWD, you guys, you can see it because Irony's basically he's raising money to take this show on the road, right? So you can go all across the country with it. Yes, that is the plan. And um, whichever uh, state contributes the most money, that's where we'll go first. But uh, it's interesting. You touched on the age of indulgement. That was the 80s when regulations were loosened up and everything. And it was like a free for all. And everybody was about capitalism and everything like that. So we had Dynasty. We had Dallas. We had a whole bunch of other shows. That no, but Dynasty that. was the worst poison of all. <laughs> that was the most poisonous because I love Dynasty. And I, want, I wanted to be Joan Collins. I really did. You did? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it was, it was a wonderful show. But it taught us everything bad. It didn't teach us what we what we. It were definitely didn't teach how to work together. Well, you know what? Like I'm going to talk now for two minutes. Everyone out there, if you are a Christian, a born again Christian, or an old Christian, or who cares what kind of Christian, if you want to help this man, I say this all the time. I don't want you to send him a lot of money. I want you to send him one dollar. That's all for Christian's sake. Send him one dollar. By the way, we have four and a half million people that watch us. Oh. So if you get four and a half million dollars, you're in good shape. (laughs) So if every one of you out there, Christian, Jews, Chinese, black, green, fags, straight, whores, I don't care what you are, (laughs) prostitutes, anybody, you know, hookers, you make a lot of money. What's a buck? Send him 10 bucks. Charge your Johns. He's going to have a heart attack. Charge charge your Johns $10 more and send it to my friend. He's got to get this show on the road because he might help. And maybe people will wake up to what's going on in Washington and what's going on all over the world. And learn to like have fun and enjoy life. Yes. Life I wrote is, this down. I wrote some notes down, Irony, for well, this. Wait, let me just finish. Life is not all about pedophilia, and it's not about politics, and it's certainly not about Trump. And Trump has taken up much too much of the world's time. Let's, let's, let's uh-huh. get some positive messages going. So I wrote down, Blindsided by the Walking Dead. It's 40% comedy, 30% drama, 20% song and dance. 10% spoken word and poetry and Shakespeare, Shakespeare even, I like that, um, yes, that you're going to play yes. in an hour and 45 minutes, you're going to play 20 different characters to tell your life story growing up destitute in the inner city projects of Atlanta, through your college career, football at the University of Georgia, through a changing, uh, through your acting and your explosive career, and then I hear it has a great ending, which you can't tell us because everybody's got to go see the show. And that that we'll be covering maintaining healthy relationships, social and self-awareness, leadership and responsibility, adaptation to cultural differences, alternatives to violence, which is a great one, drugs and sexual promiscuity, and AIDS awareness and more. So I love that you put all those different things together. You're covering covering a lot of stuff in a little bit of time. What you did cover was bad plastic surgery. (laughs) Some of the people (laughs) around, have you ever seen them with the lips blown up? And now they put the now they put the cheeks in the face, and they all look like Joan Rivers. Oh my God. I mean, no, I mean you got to talk about bad plastic surgery and tell oh, people. Sorry. No, you got to tell them do not do the fillers and the Botox because you all look like Howdy Judy, marionettes. You look like marionettes, puppets, stupid people. I mean they all want to be black, so they blow their lips up. Meanwhile. They're- <laughs> I mean, really? They, they they say they hate black. Yet they blow up their lips and lay in the beach for three weeks. Oh and black. Then they get <laughs> so they walk around with permed hair, big lips, and dark. And oh they'll the first one say bad things about black people. 
there. I'm get both assholes first. I love it. I, first of all, I just think the whole thing is great. Like, I think that you you uh, are, are doing something that's really cool. You're using your popularity to actually give back to society and the world. You know, not that many look at him. He's like freaked out. <laughs> oh, he knew. Ron is cracking me up. <laughs> he knew. He knows me too. We gotta hang out. Not Ron that much. Honestly, when we, though, come, when we come to see you signing, you know, autograph signing. We'll ha we'll have dinner afterwards, <laughs> so we yes. can hang. Oh my goodness! I think that you. Uh, I think though the fact that you use your celebrity to actually do things to help help the world and give back to the world because it's getting you. Know, you've 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 overcome a lot of of uh, obstacles and done hey, really well. So Jimmy, I think that's really cool. He's a black man that lived in a time that wasn't like today. It was a time when black people were like garbage. They were nothing. They were like not allowed to walk on the same side of the That's, street. He's not. He's younger than I no, am. No, well, I'm talking about my era. You know, I used to go to Florida by car, and I would drive down to Florida, and I I saw things I couldn't believe. I'm from New York. I went to school with black people. My best friend was was Robert Taylor, not the actor, uh -oh. black guy, and uh, I. I say black only and white only bathrooms and it, what they're doing now to gay people mississippi just passed a law where in mississippi if they don't want to serve you because they're gay they have the right to throw you out of the store so now all gay people are boycotting mississippi we're not having anything to do with them i mean what do they want to do to gay people what they did to black people get the hell out of here we're all baby we all came out of a snatch the same way and we all go on the ground the same way <laughs> Right? He doesn't know what to do with that. No, but it's true. I could have said the other word, but I didn't want to be vulgar. <laughs> <laughs> I could have said the C word, but I wouldn't no, do that. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> but I mean, you know, I, is your wife okay? Tell her to like show us her head. She I like, I know she's her. standing there. She <laughs> loves it. She <laughs> has five feet away from me. She has one of the best. Do you hear wrong? She has one of the best senses of humor, please. She does. She can't hear. She can't hear anything uh, though. But she sees that I'm. I'm dying here. Right. <laughs> dying so, from laughter. Quality starts the moment you're born. That's when equality starts. The moment mm. you come out of your mother, equality starts. Mm. And it's all stupid people, the ignorant people who make it bad. Why mm. must you be against gay people? We don't bother mm. you. And who's going to do your hair if we all die? Jeez. <laughs> well, he shaves his. <laughs> I mean, you know, women out there. Who's going to design your dresses, design your home, cook gourmet meals, make your life beautiful? So oh. tell it. So, oh, buddy, oh, okay. guys, you can find out more about Irony's project if you go to ironysingleton.com. It's I R O N E S I N G L E T O N.com. Follow him on Twitter at Irony Singleton. Um, he is a, he is a remarkable man who is out to do something for the world. Please, one dollar, Irony. Where should they send the dollar to? It's on the website. What's on? Sorry. Yeah, go to go to ironysingleton.com, sure? you guys, and you can see the link to go to Kickstarter. If not, send the dollar to me. I'll take ten percent and send the rest. <laughs> <of them>. <laughs> <laughs> Only well, you know what? You, you deserve ten percent, Ron, uh, given uh, how much you're I, promoting I, it. I donated to your cause. Because oh. you're a beautiful thing for, for humanity, you. Uh, as, as true Christian would do. You know, Jane Russell, my dearest friend, was very Christian. I have, a qu I have a question for you. And she taught me a lot of stuff. So you, you wrote and directed a comedy. Is it available to see places? It's called White Man, Black Man, Jew Man. I've never even heard of it before. Like, I just, <laughs> right now, as we're talking to you, and I'm like, 
Oh my God, that sounds hilarious. Is that available someplace that we can see it? What, Black it Man? On Amazon. On Amazon, you guys check this out. It looks very, it looks very funny. And the it's fact fun. that you wrote and directed it, you guys. So everybody check it out. You also got to check all his different stuff out. If you go on IMDb, he's got lots of credits. You got anything coming up? We we should know about you got yeah, any he's coming, coming to up? new york and and, and jersey oh Over yeah that. that'll be yeah that'll be in a few weeks that that's walker stalker con new jersey um but still my music my album is available um at amazon all over itunes soundcloud you name it is it under under just irony singleton it, it is just irony singleton the name of the album is hypocrisy but it's, it's interesting, Ron, that you pointed out all of this ignorance that we have in our society. I believe, and I feel, well, I feel that those are the people that should come to the show because the show is very enlightening. And once they leave the show, I don't think that they will feel the same way they felt going into the show. I love it. Opens up a you'll, lot never of get, you'll never get them into a show unless they're in a truck and they want to drive in and kill the audience. Mm. That's the only mm. way you'll get kind That's of people true. yeah i hate those people what they did in new york was disgusting yeah. run down and kill those eight people but those are the maniacs. people that are going after his show. no i know that but those are the people that instigate the other morons that listen to them uh, what religion says that if you kill people allah uh, make gives you a better house to live in in heaven or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. I mean, really and truly, that's a religion. God, God tells you to go kill innocent people. Actually, no. somebody, Hannah Clive from the UK, just said she just pledged on the site. Oh, good. Yeah, Hannah. Who did oh, Hannah. awesome, Hannah. Thank you, Thank my you, dear. Hannah. Also, you guys, Hannah Clive, because she just sent me her seat. She's in the UK, and I guess her father was a big actor uh, in the UK, and she's got a new uh, EP called. Kiss of Life that she just sent us. We're going to play music in another show. Yep, yep. Uh, but anyway, Hannah Clapp. Thank you, my dear. Kiss, and you know what? You know, I, I, I said, you don't know who Jane Russell is. Of course not. Jane Russell was a very famous movie star in the 40s, very legendary movie star. And she was a Christian, not a born again. She was a Christian for all her life. And she fought for Christianity. And I was a dearest friend. And being gay, there was little issues there. She said, I love you to pieces. I just don't approve of your lifestyle. I said, who the hell gives a shit what you approve of, Jane? You know, we're friends. Put religion aside. And she did. And we had a wonderful friendship for years till she passed away. But um, the teachings that she told me were that Christianity, a true Christian, is you and she. Jane Russell donated so much money. She worked with me. I did shows with her, and she never took a dollar. Her social security check went to her church. They needed a roof. We, we raised money. This is true getting together, what you're all about, people coming together and using a religion to bind them. Not a religion to drive trucks into people. Well, <laughs> like I, that, I, I would have to say just like we'd have to break down all those walls. Like you said, Jane told you uh, not to use religion or she didn't. You know, she said, don't separate because of religion, but come together because of. And I think that regardless of religion, we're all humans. We're all in this thing together. Yeah. And we should come together and love each other regardless of where we're from, what we look like our race, our, our sex, our sexual orientation, so on and so forth. But I think this show can help a lot of people um, to overcome whatever issues they're dealing with. And I know you do it with your heart. You know, remember one thing. We're not saying love everybody because there are a lot of motherfuckers out there that you want to <laughs> shoot. And you know what? You have to know that. 
if they're no good, you get rid of them. Just because they're people, you don't have to be nice to them. You be nice That's to not the what Christian. No, you be nice. You be nice to the good people. What? He's from the projects. He never heard that word. Please, I was. I was from the Red Hook Projects. I know the words. You know? The Red Hook Projects. Where, in Brooklyn. Where the Red Hook Project. Oh, Red Hook. In Brooklyn. Really? I was born in Red Hook in the Brooklyn Projects. I'm not Have you lying. ever seen a black man blush? You say, I don't know. <laughs> you got me blushing over oh, here, you never heard that word. You never heard <laughs> that Kirk's word. I'm talking about, no, I've heard. You know, I've heard it and, all. You know, there but... isn't a brother I haven't met that hasn't said, hey, motherfucker, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> That's their hello. I haven't said it since those days, probably. It's been a long <laughs> Well, not in my show. I do say it in my show, though. I do say do. it. They're only yeah, words. They're only words. They have no meaning. They're just words. Sometimes they're words of warmth. You know, in Brooklyn, we'd say, hey, how the fuck are you? And that fuck is not a dirty word. It's kind of like a friendship thing. It's like, hey, how you doing? You know, it's just a, way of, a, being, a way of being more for, um, informal. <laughs> like, like, Eddie Murphy, like Eddie Murphy was in Coming to America. Right. Do you remember how he said Right, 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 exactly. No. Because if you, if you really know the meaning of the word F-U-C-K, it means not just fornication Under about the something. consent of the king. That's all. Who gives a shit about the So you're getting laid without the king saying it, letting you. I mean, it's not a bad word. Anyway, hold and on. Because we've only got two minutes, and we have to like I mean, go over curses some Curses really there. don't have bad meanings. All right, you guys, listen up. This is Irony okay. Singleton. Who is fabulous? Who is fabulous? We really want you guys to support... Uh, <laughs> project it's called blindsided by the walking dead it's on kickstarter um we also want you to watch everything he's been in he's in the walking dead and he's in uh uh the, the blind side it's funny how like blindsided by the walking dead because you've got the blind you got the walking dead and the blind side i didn't even get that till right now i'm so retarded really? oh i thought you got it last time jimmy I, i'm like just totally retarded but i think it's fabulous and he's got a whole bunch of other great credits you guys uh, but this is something that he's doing to give back to the world and the community and trying to make the world a better place for everybody to be. So we would really appreciate it if you guys would support us so he can take this show on the road. He's really a fabulous guy. You can follow him on Twitter at Iron E. Singleton, I-R-O-N-E-S-I-N-G-L-E-T-O-N. And check out his website, ironysingleton.com, which has everything that you need to know. And watch the Kickstarter video, you guys. It's like a six- or seven-minute video. It's a really good video uh, all about him and... Um, I, th I think that it's a great project, and we would really appreciate it. Everybody should support it. And if you're a really big fan, you should get a, your own T-Dog yeah, action but, figure like I got. But if hey! Do you get any money from that? From what? From I get a few coins. Oh, good. I, I get a check every now and then. All right. Buy, okay. buy the doll, everybody. But anyway, you know, I don't say this often, and I'm, I'm not blowing smoke up your wazoo, but I'm really happy to know you guys, and I'm proud to know the both of you because – um, one of my things in life is too many black people take the wrong road. Like Medea says, you ever watch the Medea movies? Yes, Tyler. yes. We love Tyler Every Perry. one of his movies have a message in them. And the message is because you're black, because you live in a project, because your mother's a prostitute and your father's a, a pimp or a dope addict, doesn't mean that you can't be an irony and get out there and take from this country what is available and become who you are and who your wife is, and live a good, decent life. Being black does not mean being a criminal. And that's my big fight. Because if you walk down the street at 3 o'clock in the it's morning, it's dark, and two black guys walk towards you, you shouldn't be frightened. 
Okay, that's my saying. You should not be frightened if two black men walk towards you, yet all white people are because of that stigmatism that black men are drug addicts and they will kill you for your shoes, sneakers or whatever. I appreciate that, Ron. And it's uh, and, and the show, my show touches on that. And it touches it on stereotypes and it touches on this, this stereotype that's projected through the media and especially with black people being in situations beyond their control and kind of having it to become a cycle and perpetuating that cycle. Of course, we can break that cycle. But at the same time, we have we have to fight. We have to continue to fight and never quit, never give up. We have to persevere. But we have a lot of images out there that promote this image that the black man is is, is is a criminal and so on and so forth. So we have to continue to touch on the hearts of the people that continue to promote that type of negativity. Well, it's, absolutely. it's because the, the, yeah. world, the world hasn't met people like you and Wendy and Angie and so many other black friends of ours. I mean, we, we don't hang out with the drug addict killer prisoner people, prison people. Not white or black. They're not my kind of people. I don't want some jailbird creep nut job. You know what I mean? I only like decent people, nice people. And it doesn't matter what color they are. But, you know, white yes. people only see the bad. Some white people, a lot of white people. I mean, what am I going to lie? <laughs> I mean, this bullshit about the whites love the blacks is really a big publicity thing. They still don't like them. Mm. Yeah. You know what? In the chat room, they're saying love has no color. Yeah, but That's the best way let to me, say let it. Let me tell you something. We had a black woman come to look at our house because it's for sale, and her husband was Indian, Hindu. And I was telling her, I said, I'm so happy. We're so nice to have a black in our neighborhood. You know, what they called them? A crash, neighborhood crashes or something. You know, when a black person comes in, it wrecks the neighborhood. Mm. So I said to her, she was lovely, by the way. She was beautifully spoken. She was gorgeously done, her hair, everything. Had money. And... Um, very sweet lady, and I told her it would be a pleasure for me for you to live here. I forgot why I'm telling the story. I don't know why you're telling it either. I'm getting senile. <laughs> you're just talking about why, why we all should come together. But just well, like we should were, come oh, together. Oh, there was a reason. So she said mm -hmm. to me, she said, do you think the neighbors would accept me? I said, the question I would have said was, will you accept our neighbors? Because they're trash. <laughs> Three doors down, they're white trash. No, seriously, three doors down, we have fights with them with the police because they let their dogs run around. Freaking dog came in my house. I got two dogs. They could have killed each other. They're white trash, honey. I said, don't worry about, you know, the whites accepting you. You worry about accepting the whites. <laughs> Trust me. So anyway. We got to go. We have to go, but we're going to talk more. You guys, listen, go back. IronySingleton.com, you guys, blindsided by The Walking Dead. It's a one-man show, supported on Kickstarter. Irony, you, you and your wife are fabulous. I wish you all Thank the you. luck with everything. Please have have your wife email me when you're coming up here so we know when it is and we'll come visit. Definitely come see you. Thank you. And, and tell you. your wife thank, thank you, you and bye. thanks for everything went by smooth this time. But we really hope the show gets funded and everything works terrific and yes. we'll see you soon. And the minute you have bookings, a schedule of where you're booked, you come back and you tell us. Look at her. Look at her. Where is Yay! she? Get over here. Oh, <laughs> beautiful, wait, beautiful, I, I beautiful. I want to know, how did you, not so handsome, get such a beautiful wife? <laughs> I mean, did you, oh, did you tell her you were rich or something? No, did you, no did because you... I was in the project. Ninth oh, grade. She, oh, uh, together since oh, right. Ninth grade. Since you were kids, you've been together. Awesome. Yes. Oh, that's She, right, she saw something in me I didn't see in myself, and God felt uh, the need to, 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 to bring her into my life at that young age because God knew I needed her. Well, well if, if that's what God did, I'm very happy, and I like God for doing that. Because he certainly made two wonderful people on this planet. 
and I'm not blowing smoke up your butt. All right, you guys. Thank you so much. See you soon. See you, soon. See you too, my son. Love you guys. Thank you, Hannah. Love each other, everybody. It's free. There you go. It's free. That's I love right. that. It's All right, free. everybody. Bye bye. All right, everybody. Chad. I kept him. Let's go ahead and call guest three, please. And let's go ahead and play. Uh, uh, let's wait for all of our listeners out there. This was not bullshit. This is how we feel. This was a true thing. This is how we talk when we're not on on TV. Uh, they're wonderful people. They're just just gorgeous people. So, Chad, let's play Matt Davis's life. Let's call him. And uh, once we get going and situated, I'll text you and we can fade the song out. How's that? Roger that. All right, all right everybody. Matt oh, Davis. Everybody likes him. Life. That's the last second there. Too. There we go. Here we go. All right, everybody. This is Matt Davis. Life. Sometimes life gets it down, but at least I have my friends to bring me up. And yeah, we never gave a fuck about you and all the shitty things you do. You think you're better than everyone, but no one even really likes you. I wanna hop into a car. And maybe drive to New York City <laughs> And see what life brings me And for once I don't wanna think about How I'm gonna pay for that, achieve that Or see if I'm good enough for you Cause I am, yeah I just wanna dance to some music Feel like a cool kid a little stupid Anything to get me moving I wanna sing like a free bird Live like the river Love you forever Like you're about to deliver me some Love me I think life's way too short Not to leave it to the fullest And I don't want to miss out on those dumb things That end up meaning so much to me And oh me, me, me For once I don't want to Alright, there you go, Jimbo or Everybody, that was Life by Matt Davis Off the EP Life And say something just to make sure we can hear you Hello, hi everybody hey. There you go. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the incredible pop superstar, Matt Davis. Hello, and sh- welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Um, so we've had you on before. We had a good time, but let me introduce you to everybody anyway, starting off with my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. You are so pretty. I bet, <laughs> I bet when you were 14, a lot of men were feeling you up. <laughs> you have a pedophile story you want to share with us? <laughs> That's terrible. Oh, look how oh cute he is. He is gorgeous. Yeah, so he's gorgeous. Cute. If I was single, I'd feel him up. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I would go to jail, but it's worth it. <laughs> then we've got the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. Mr. Davis, welcome. Hi. Looking good. Thanks. We have a, a chat room full of people, so say hello to everybody in the chat room. Hello, everybody in the chat room. Actually, the, uh, it says you've got shades of George Michael. Oh, we played your song, and there's a singer named Hannah Clive, and she's in the chat room from the UK, and she says your singing has a shade of George Michael in it. Wow, what a compliment. Oh, you guys, this is Matt Davis, you guys. He's a, he's a New York transplant. Last time yeah. we had him on the show, he was living in California someplace, right? Yeah, yeah, I was. 
Uh, where were you living? Where were you? What? Where were you in California? I was in uh, Los Angeles in California. Okay. Boy, was, boys Town. And now he's he's moved from Los Angeles, and now you're in New York City, right? Yeah, I'm in New York City. And how do you like it? Are you out of your I mind? Love he loves what? it. You I love, love it. it. What's, what's <laughs> to love about it? What's to love about New York? It's not even New York anymore. There are no oh. New Yorkers in New York. I'm the last of the New Yorkers, born and raised. There are no New Yorkers. <laughs> That's what I've heard, that it's different. But it's just there's so much art and music and... So much art and music. How many times have you been to the museum since? All that bullshit about, oh, I love the museums. <laughs> Meanwhile, they don't even go to the museums. They go to the gay bars. <laughs> so how many gay bars have you been to and how many museums? <laughs> <laughs> I actually just went to a museum. I went to... Um, there they go. I have like the worst memory. Uh, <laughs> I just went. My sister, my oldest sister, and I. Uh, she was here, and then we went and saw some museum, some art. So yeah, well, I heard a couple. A queen a long time ago. She said to me, "Are New Yorkers full of culture?" I said, "Yeah, where the bookstores?" <laughs> she said, "Yeah, there are more bookstores in New York than anywhere else." By the way, for you folks out there that don't know what a bookstore is. They're filthy, dirty, disgusting places that sell pornography. No, they don't sell it. Yeah, they do. They sell pornography. And what goes on in those bookstore uh, stalls, you wouldn't want to know. There you go. Every germ, every filthy, First disgusting all, How do you disease. even know he's gay? Oh, please. Oh, please. Oh, please. Give me a fucking break. I mean, like... the minute she opened her mouth, the purse fell out. No, it didn't. That's funny. But first of all, I have to tell you. So since I the... love him. He's so cute. Since the we last... got to get together, Mary, now that you're in New York. We got to go partying one night. I'm serious. We'll go down to the monster. You could sing. Actually, we're... actually next week uh, Next week on, well, Tuesday and Wednesday, we have a, a band that was on a couple weeks ago named Revolution. They used to be in Devo, and they're doing a show at the duplex on Wednesday, next Wednesday night with, um, what, uh, what's the village people guy? Oh, well, the, Randy, Rand, Randy, uh, Jones, Randy, Randy Jones. Is it Randy Jones? Yes. Randy anyway, Jones. Randy Jones, he's From, the, you know, the original cowboy of the village people, village people. uh, is going to be playing Randy with our, Jones. this band revolution at the duplex. And we're going to drive right after the show to go. Eileen's going to be there. And so a whole come bunch on of down. So you should try to save yeah. Wednesday night open. It's Wednesday night. I think the show's at nine, but I'm not positive. Uh, but I'll find out and let you know. Bring your shit. I have a show that day at 8.30. <laughs> really? Show, uh, he has a show that day. He's performing. Where, where you at performing? Tuesday, they're playing at the Bowery Electric. Tuesday, where, wait, they're doing quiet. the show at Bowery Electric. She never oh. talks. Now she doesn't shut up. Listen, <laughs> where where are you performing? Uh, I'm performing at, uh, this. it's called Hellphone in Brooklyn. It's like right off Morgan on the L. Yeah. Okay, I, I'm not familiar with it. I know Brooklyn, but where is it? Uh, it's like right on um, Morgan, like on the L. It's like really close. Oh, on the L. Yeah. What, what town? In Brooklyn. in Brooklyn. It's in Brooklyn. No, we have towns in Brooklyn. Yeah. Name. I think it's Bushwick, I think. Oh. Okay. I know. What it's just a little way. It's just a quick show, but yeah, I probably could run over afterwards too. Yeah, yeah come fun. on. Yeah. We usually go out and have some fun after. It'll be yeah. fun. We'll figure, yeah. we'll figure it out before then. Anyway, you guys, so Matt has Wait, a You new... got a boyfriend? <laughs> you don't want to say? No. <laughs> I bet you've got a couple of boyfriends. No. <laughs> you got to be like kidding. So, so let's go back. A cutie like you in New York doesn't have boyfriends. 
Maybe. <laughs> Something's wrong. Use a deodorant, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so hold on, you guys. So Matt, you guys, first of all, he's on Twitter. You can follow him on Twitter at Matt Davis Sounds. If you just Google Matt Davis Sounds on YouTube, he's got great, great, great uh, music videos up, and they're really good. He has a new EP called Life. It's got four songs on it. So did, did, did Mark Vogel produce this for you or no? Um, no, actually, I when I moved to New York, I started connecting with different people, and then I um, I kind of just I got together with a couple engineers, and then we kind of just put this project together. It was I guess the whole the whole project or life, the song life. It was really about me moving away from LA and just coming to New York and kind of having an open mind to different experiences, and um, yeah, and letting go of like different things in the past, and just kind of finding the new the new me that. I guess everyone's always looking for that that fresh start. That I love exciting. it. Yeah. I have to tell you because first of all, like like I thought the last time we have you had you on, I thought, oh, you know, he's a cute kid and he's got a really good voice, but I didn't really like the, the songs that you were doing then so much. And did I like them? Um, you liked it kind of like you liked it because he's such a nice guy, but it wasn't like, oh my god, we got to play this in the car every day like this. New I don't music have it is. in my car. His song. You're gonna have the new ones because you're gonna like love them because this this new well, stuff. Why is Why do I have his old ones? I, I don't know. Don't well, know. talk to me. I don't know why we don't have his old ones. You make statements don't. that you don't back up. Oh, you don't. You didn't say when he was on the show. Put it in my car. How's that? Well, <laughs> uh, this time you're gonna say put it in my car because first of all, you guys, he's, he's got a new EP. You got to remember he's an indie artist, you guys. So you got to support indie artists. So uh, you can get the EP. It's on all the digital download sites. It's called Life. Just plug in Matt Davis Life. He has a song called Head Over Heels that I think is probably like one of the best pop songs that's been released all year. And I'm including like all those like major like superstar people that are on all the time. You know, the song has a lot, a lot of legs. It's a really good song. I want to play it for everybody because I want everybody to hear how, how really great it is. And eventually you're going to do a video for this song, I hope. And uh, even if it's a lyric video so people can actually have a, a full visual because you have a short video, but it's just not long enough because we can't yeah. submit that video to like any cool sites because it's not an original video link but but this is such a great song um tell us tell us real quick what's head over heels about well uh head over heels i i guess i'm kind of like yeah you know i'm kind of weird about relationships and i think i went through a journey where i was kind of ready to kind of fall head over heels for someone because i didn't really believe in all that maybe i, I don't know i wasn't really sure you know, I could find that head over heels kind of feeling. And right. um, yeah, and then one day I was just like, I'm so ready to experience that that fantasy kind of exciting love story. And so that's why I wrote head over heels. I love it. I love it. So Chad. It, it does happen, you know. When I was coming out, I was about like 17 or 18, and I was dating girls, and I got engaged to a girl. And I told my friends, ah, gay is just a thing I do. You know, I could never love a guy. It's not possible. I really didn't think it was. And then when I was 20 years old and I was at the foreign gay bar, in walked this guy who I was with for 46 years. He died of pancreatic cancer. And my heart fell out. And I went madly in love with him, totally in love with him. And in three months, we moved together. And we were together for 46 years, happily married, loving. So it does happen. It just is the chemistry and the right person. You haven't met the right person you will. You're young. It, it, no, it happens to everybody. We all, I mean, the chat room, don't we all f meet somebody and fall in love? They I mean, don't all, but look, some of them do and well, some look, of them don't. Look, look, at, look at Drew King. There Dene you go. Danae saw Drew King 
And he went after Drew King like there's no tomorrow. Danae was was determined to get Drew to be his lover. There you go. Anyway, anyway, I want to go back. So, Chad. Hi, Captain. Do you have Head Over Heels? Absolutely. All right, so what I want, Matt, is you're going to introduce the song to everybody. We're going to play it, and then after everybody hears it and we see all the comments and everything, we'll, uh, we'll be back to talk to Just hang out, but just introduce it for us. Okay. Uh, this is my song called Head Over Heels. Good.
heels for you. There you go, Jimbo. So that was that was Head Over Heels by Matt Davis off his EP Life, and we're on the video on radio both with Matt Davis right now, and everybody loves the song, talks about how great your voice is good. and how what a great song it is. So way to go. I love it. Thank you. And and I haven't heard it yet, but I promise you if I love it, I'm going to put it in my car. Actually, <laughs> uh, you've got a lot of nice compliments about the tone of your voice and, and how great the tone is. And how rich the tone is and stuff like because there are a lot of musicians in the chat room, so they actually they actually know what they're talking about too, which is a really cool yeah. thing. That's very yeah. awesome. Yeah, That's cool. kind of where I'm gonna go with this album. Um, I've been writing a lot of songs. I'm always writing songs, but um, uh, recently I've been writing a lot. Actually, a lot of like love songs, and um, I was listening to a lot of like Frank Sinatra and like all that. Those like really fantasy love songs. I really oh, just fell in love, and you that's have. What what? Don't listen to Frank Sinatra. Oh, okay. oh no, seriously. You want to learn to sing to the most beautiful voice in the world, a love song. It's Johnny Mathis. Have you oh. ever heard of Johnny Mathis? Chances have. are, though I wear a silly grin. Actually, Johnny Mathis and Frank Sinatra are the two biggest. Johnny is better. Johnny's, Johnny's, Frank Sinatra sings like a Brooklyn guinea. But Johnny <laughs> Mathis sounds like a heavenly voice. No, really, you should look up. He's, he's actually right. You should look up Johnny Mathis. Um, no one holds a note they didn't as use, clean and as long as Johnny Mathis. They used to not, like, they used to not ca track record sales back in the day. But they say if record sales would have been tracked from, from back in the day like they are now, that Johnny Mathis and Frank Sinatra would be the two top-selling right. people of all time, beating wow. everybody now. Because they've sold something like $360 million. They They guesstimate that it's $360 million and Johnny records. Is, Johnny is 84, and he's still in concert, and he sells out. Two or three thousand people in an arena, he sells out at this age. Actually, everybody's saying they'd happily play your music in their car. <laughs> well, no, no, I have, to I have to tell everybody that's new to our show. My car is like the Academy Award. I drive a TT Roadster convertible, bright yellow. And yeah. when my top is down and I blast my music, I listen to what people tell me at traffic lights. So a lot of times I'm at a traffic light and they'll open their window. They'll say, that's a great song. Who's singing it? Then I know we got a hit. <laughs> <laughs> Or if they don't, then they just nobody comments on it. I hit the button. I go to the next song. Actually, the chat I, room too is saying that the Johnny Mathis thing is a good is a good thing. No, for serious, him. Johnny Mathis. I have every record. I know the man. He's a delicious, delightful. He's gay, by the way. That's not supposed to say that. He's a closet queen. But anyway, <laughs> um, he he's he's a lovely, lovely, lovely man. He's gentle <gasps> and kind. And, and he's so, never coming on our show. <laughs> no. No, because Johnny, Johnny, I, oh, I wanted to tell our listeners, you know, I know the guy, and he listened into the show, and he said, oh, no, I could never be on your show. We're too risque. We're too wild. And he doesn't want to get outed. <laughs> Thanks for right. having him. <laughs> you know, so he's very shy, and he doesn't like uh, interviews. He's very shy, and he said, Ron, you ask questions that nobody dares. You know, it's frightening. So Johnny... Act off, but with love and kisses. So wait, though. So you're doing a lot of love songs on the EP then? Because I love the kind of, that's my favorite. It's like sing-along music. Yeah, I've been just like getting really inspired by by different love songs and love stories. And I think this next album is going to be, it's going to kind of have uh, kind of Bruno Mars, um, Daft Punk, but with like kind of like a Troy Sivan feel, like just that little cool mixture of that with just like a lot of love songs. I just, I want to bring, as an artist and as um, a public figure, I wanted to 
bring a lot of like positive things into the world. And I think it's terrific. Good. Yeah, you know, listen to my music and feel good. You know, and that's what life, um, the song life, is really about. Just forgetting about all that stuff and turning on some music, grabbing your friends, and just moving around and dancing and having a good time. I actually like what? the fact that you're that you're uh, that you're out like you're an out gay positive. Oh, influence. who's in anymore? Come on, give me a. Break. A lot of people are in. Kevin George. Spacey, whatever his name is, <laughs> he finally came out at three hundred years old. Two hundred years old, he came out. But and I look what he came no, out. No, but through. I think what you're saying is like really cool because like you know like there isn't there isn't anybody out there who's a gay Bruno Mars. You know, Bruno Mars yeah. might be gay well, and nobody ever knows. We're, we're the first gay married couple to ever talk show that's allowed. Nobody else is gay that's married. Think about it. We're the only one in the entire entertainment. Actually, there's world. a T-shirt. There's a TV show now that came out, like two decorator guys. Oh, that's different. They're decorators. Those, <laughs> those, oh, those are flaming fairies, please. <laughs> no, I love it. So, you guys, Matt's EP is called Life. He's got four songs on it. Uh, uh, one, we played Life a little bit, and we played Head Over Heels, but he's also got a song named Steady and a song called I'm Just Here Rocking. You guys should definitely get the whole thing because he has to finance his his new album that he's working on, and he needs to sell lots of copies. So it would be great if you would support it and spend your four bucks uh, to get it because it's really inexpensive. Less than a cup, a cup of coffee and you will really, really like it. Um, so do you kind of like, who are some of the people like if you were like just driving around and, or sitting around listening to music, who do you listen to? Um, well, right now I'm really uh, I'm really liking Charlie Puth. You know, his love song. love that new song. That new song oh. he just did is so great. Oh, I love it so much. Like I just want to like dance around and like sing and oh, I love him so much. And Dua Lipa is really cool too. Yes. Yeah. You have good music taste. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea who these people are. <laughs> I love the new Charlie Pooh sound. We actually... Uh, What's his name? Charlie Pooh? Pooh. <laughs> Where the fuck did he get that name from? And uh, who knows? But he's, like really, he's like really good. Charlie Pooh? P-U-T-H. Not Pooh. 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 Sounds like you're going to puke. You know, I really... Uh, there's one song I like a lot. Now it's old because it came out like two or three months ago. And now I forgot the name of it. But the song with B.B. Rex, B.B. Rexa and the guy from One Direction. Uh, oh, yeah, um, Lewis Tomlinson or one of those guys. I don't know. One of those guys from One Direction did a song with BB Rexa, and I thought that was like a great because BB Rexa. I can remember. I have another friend who's a rock a rock singer female, and her album came out the same time that her and BB Rexa, and she, you know, disappeared into the wind. And BB Rexa, you know, was like a superstar, and uh, and so like I always like like to see the people that I've watched in the past and where they've gotten and how long it took them to get there. And she's such a huge star now, like overnight, and it's a really good song. We work with a. I work with a, a video channel called uh, Total Requested Videos, and that's why I want you to get a video done because I'm hoping I can get it placed on there. And yeah. uh, they're really cool, and and they have all those songs. That's how I find all those songs. So I don't really go looking, but like I just see what they post every day as the most requested videos. And and oh. Charlie Puth was just on there like two days ago, and that's how I saw it. You <laughs> <laughs> start singing, and what made you think you could make a career out of singing? Um, Inspired. Who, who inspired you? Who, who, who was behind it? Um, I feel like there was a lot of people that inspired me throughout the way. I've been wanting to be a singer since I was a little kid. I remember like being in, uh, I don't know, like maybe elementary school or something. And they, asked, you know, you ask the kids, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I wrote singer. Like, I was just like, singer. That's what I want to do. And my oldest sister, she played the piano and I would sing along with her. But so growing up, I, I was really inspired by like Michael Jackson and the Beatles. For, for songwriting, definitely the Beatles have been a big inspiration for me. Uh, but Michael is like a performer and, and obviously the songs too, but he's just like so much energy. And I really love 
both of those things um, about those two bands. So, those you know, I was I was thinking about you uh, the other day because we mm-hmm. I love Glee. And uh, and a friend of a friend of mine just uh, interviewed Jane Lynch, who plays the coach, you know, coach the coach on Glee. Yeah. And on our show, and on our show, we've had like we had the lady who played Coach Beast, uh, Dot oh. Marie Jones on, and we also had the guy, the guy who was the star of the last season, like the fat kid that they had come in. I forgot his name now, and he sang Hosier and all these songs. And oh. we had them on, and I was thinking that like like if Glee came back, you know, how you would be a perfect person to be on Glee. Like I could totally see you. On Glee, fitting in with all the people. So, like, if they, because I'm sure they're going to be doing other shows like that. So, you should be keeping your eye open, you know, for that kind of stuff. Because any of the, a show like that, you would be perfect because you're really good looking and you've got a great voice and you would fit in with the whole thing. And then you would, you know, that would be it. That would, like, write your ticket to open up lots of doors. Yeah, that would be great. I love Glee. Did you watch Glee? I did, yeah. I watched it. I really loved it. I think it's, like, one of the greatest shows ever. (laughs) In the meanwhile, just get yourself a sugar daddy. So you don't have to worry about all this because it costs a fortune. It costs a fortune of money to make a video, because I know from who we talked about before, BNGB uh, has a gorgeous song called "Love." Matter of fact, Jimmy and I used it when we got married. It was it's our married song. It's a beautiful song. You should really listen to it. And um, for the longest time, she couldn't raise the funds to get the video going. Those videos cost a fortune. So you know what? Get a camera. Do it yourself. Some of these videos look like you did it yourself. Yeah, I actually, I started, because um, I've always been really interested in photography and stuff. So I actually, all the videos that I have up, I, I filmed myself. And then um, I was thinking, actually, because I have a lot of, of um, like, content now. But um, I was thinking about maybe getting someone to edit it and kind of add sparkles. You know when you edit and you uh, add kind of cool uh, effects. Follow it up. Don't you have a friend that would shoot you? Um, yeah, actually, my sister uh, shoots me a little bit too sometimes because she was. Uh, actually, all your videos are done very well. Though I mean, your your YouTube page has like a half a million or like a million who plays or something, it, right? I mean, we, a lot. Who is it we just had on not long ago who shot his own video and we freaked out? We couldn't believe it. I know a lot of people. It was do. a big star we had on one of Jimmy's clients. Who was it? Oh, Revolution. Revol- That's the band that's playing next week. Oh. <laughs> Revol- Revolution did a fabulous job. They have dinosaurs in it and all oh kinds of stuff. I couldn't. They <laughs> just went. They went crazy. They, the name of the song is Dinosaurs. So. They just shot everything in the world, but the way they put it together with the music, it's one of the best videos. That could have cost them ten thousand or more, fifteen thousand, and oh. they shot it themselves. Actually, though, all your videos are very high. Everything you've done is so far in your career, in your young career, is is very high quality. Like your your photos, your photos are all really good. Your music is really good. It's produced well. That's why I was wondering who you produced mean he it. Has, he has videos that he made himself? He's got a, a YouTube so page full of videos. So why are you letting videos. me wrap it them out? Because like he to, doesn't have a complete music like video. Like I just came up with what an he idea. Do, no, what he does is he, he has a lot of great snips, and the songs are three or four minutes, but the snips are only a minute and a half, and they're fabulous. They look absolutely fabulous. Well, He's put got them together. Place. Edit them. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, well, we have to do Put different ones for different songs, but I think really, like, because I think you've really like got something. You know, the first time I met you, I wasn't hundred percent sure. You know what? That was like two years ago, I guess. So in two years, you've actually grown a lot. Your musical sound has grown a lot. Your maturity and your voice has grown a lot. The songs that you're singing have grown a lot, and I think that you know you have that. You could be a Charlie Puth, like without a problem. I don't think you'd have any problem at all being like a Charlie Puth. That. I was very inspired by his new stuff. That um, attention and how long? Wow, those were. I would love to have that kind of sound as well. Yeah. So actually, you should be looking into like how would how would you 
open for Charlie Puth, and you should like figure what out how. Charlie Puth. I can hear his numbers. <laughs> I want to call him and tell him get rid of that fucking name. Charlie sounds like sounds like he took a shit. Actually, he's Charlie not, Puth. I think didn't he? Oh, I don't know if he's the one. Like when Fast and Furious Six, when Paul Walker died at the end, I think Charlie Puth was playing the piano for whoever Charlie raps Puth. over it. I think possibly even. But yeah. you know what? I remembered his name, so I guess it worked. Yeah, so it worked. He's a cute kid. He's like you. He's like a really cute kid. He plays the piano. He sings. Do you play the piano? I do actually. I play the piano and guitar. Okay, that's that's a good that's a good plus too. I love all that. I've been dancing a lot um, recently because I used to dance when I was a kid, um, and I really want to like incorporate that into my my um my music because it's just it's like music is like my one true love and then there's dancing it's kind of like i don't know my my mistress or something because <laughs> I, I whenever i go and i dance i'm just in love do you know who ricky rebel is um no oh you should watch ricky rebel's videos Ricky Ricky Rebel That's was fabulous. in a boy band called No Authority, and he opened on tour. He was on Madonna's record label and Michael Jackson's record label, and he opened for Madonna and Britney Spears and everybody. And, and he's an out gay. He he comes to New York and performs a lot. He does most more dance music than you, but his stuff's really good. He's Ricky Rebel Rocks on Twitter. Just Google Ricky Rebel, and it'll come up yeah. and just check him out. You'd and, like and him. And we love him. He's a friend of ours. We have all the fruits. Oh, it's <laughs> <laughs> it says we have two minutes, so here's what we want to do. Um... Oh, it says oh, actually, and to... Hannah Clive is saying if you if you did a tour in London and you played at a place called Heaven, like they would like love you, like they would like think you're like the greatest shit ever. So think All about right. that in case we put yeah, together yeah. some kind of UK tour. And um, so you guys, this is Matt Davis. His name of his EP is Life. His Twitter is at Matt Davis Sounds. Your Instagram is Matt Davis Sounds too, right? Yeah. Is, is everything pretty much Matt Davis? That's really good that you got them all together like that. So Facebook and everything is Matt Davis Sounds, you guys. He's got a Facebook page for life. Um, go ahead and like it. Go to his YouTube page. Watch all the videos. Soon we're going to have another video coming out for Head Over Heels. Listen to it. It's definitely one of the best pop songs of 2017. You, I'll let you know. <laughs> I haven't heard it yet. <laughs> If it doesn't go in my car, that's it. Oh, and he's on Spotify, too, you guys, because I listen to it on Spotify a lot. I'm sure it's going to. If Jimmy raves about it, he knows what I like and don't like, so I'll probably love it. <laughs> Absolutely. And so, and he's got a show, you guys, next Wednesday, so if you're not going to go to see our show in Revolution and you're in Brooklyn, you can go see him at, Give what's the, the name address. of the place again? Hell and then like a phone. <laughs> Hellphone. He's playing at Hellphone Wednesday night at 8.30. Then you can rush over to uh, the duplex and see Revolution with Randy Jones. Go on your GPS and look where Hellphone is. Go there and then drag this little bitch back with you to, <laughs> to where we are so we can all party the night away and have fun. There you go. All right. So, everybody, follow him. We got to go because we're out of time. Matt. Good luck with everything. We wish you the best with it. I think it's fabulous. Only the best because you're a sweetie and a nice kid. And we'll have you back. We'll have you back. So Absolutely. thanks so much, Matt. Have a sing, good out, one. sing out, Louise. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Jimmy Star Show. You can hear us on W4CY Radio, Hamilton Radio, Monster FM Radio, K4HD Radio, Jackalope Radio, Caliber Radio in South Carolina, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Audio Boom, Apple TV, Spreaker, Podbean. Ooh. Or watch us on YouTube, you guys. Chad, thanks so much. Everybody in the chat room, thanks so much. See you guys later. Bye. Yo, I'm a Liverpool MC. You can't test me. Big up the girls inside the party. Let's get down to crazy Jimmy. Big up myself and all as I'll be the one and only the Turkish MC. Always love the clothes of Jimmy. British, I'm your wanna wanna be. Jimmy Star, new celebrity. We'll take you out to Jimmy Star. He'll dress you right. You'll feel like a star. We'll hook you up.
Credit card bill. 